if you were posting about your personal life, you'd probably... Yeah, I'm like, here's some food I ate, which I still post stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. On my here's stories. my dog. Here's, here's like my... a plate of food. It was so good, but it doesn't look that appetizing. But like, <laughs> look at it anyway for some reason. Yeah. 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 It's like vegan chicken nuggets with like barbecue sauce and like <laughs> a fake cheese sandwich on yeah. the side. I posted this vegan pizza like... the other day and it looked... I looked back at it. I was like, this looks like shit. I'm taking this off. <laughs> I love that sometimes. <laughs> I post like, post a photo and it gets like 15 likes and I delete it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Hang I just go in, in my room and sit in the corner. Like contemplate. Stare at the wall for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Should we start? Are we going to say welcome to... Yeah, welcome to This American Left. My name is Matthew. My name is Hannah. And, and we're siblings. We're siblings, <laughs> which we're going to say in unison, apparently. Yeah, so to in full disclosure, I guess we should just say that we did attempt to record an episode of this last weekend, and apparently my microphone sucks, or my old one did, but I got a new is one. It- Everything's good now, so. It was a good episode. We shot the shit. We talked about a lot of great things, but unfortunately, I mean, you already have a quiet voice. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, that's what that's what they say. I'm quiet. I'm introverted, shy, and so forth. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, the cool thing is, like, if we, I was thinking about how, like, if we get famous, um, there's going to be like this legend of the lost episode. Oh yeah, Uh, but it is. A real it's a real thing i'm, I'm people here pay big you. bucks for that so i mean how have you been hannah um i've been on the grind working uh yeah. i just uh started um volunteering with one of my friends um in the city that i live in there's a lot of need in the community so we did that pretty exhausted from just like you know trying to survive in this world but sure other than that yeah but <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just Being... trying to survive as well it's fucking stupid with the coronavirus going on yeah i think that's I where like, everyone's at yeah i like actually don't leave my house very often like there are full days where i never leave like like i never walk out the door <laughs> yeah uh, well you're in like full ass quarantine because like you yeah. aren't formally I'm unemployed working too. Yeah. yeah exactly but like you're and you're also like in an area where there's like pretty high shit. yeah pretty, pretty high lo- high levels <laughs> yeah i'm in i'm in the shit as they say yeah as uh they you're said the... during the, the vietnam war which yeah i don't know why that's relevant now but yeah i'm in the shit um <laughs> so oh well, uh, yeah oh, what yeah. were you gonna say well I was literally just talking to one of my friends on the phone earlier. Yeah. Well, also, there was a very strange moment. I was walking down the street talking to my friend on the phone, and then 
someone's calling my name and I look I'm walking past this giant cemetery by where I live and my roommate and her friend are literally inside the cemetery apparently paying respects to my roommate's friend's grandma's grave and I'm just like oh hey and then I'm like on the phone and I'm trying to like coordinate this situation as there's this giant like gated fence between me and these people who are like at this grandmother's grave this awkward situation (laughs) and i'm just like hey guys and i'm like sweating profusely i've got this mask on and i'm like i can't really see them anyways uh long story short talk to my friend on the phone and then well she's got all the shit going down in her life but uh she's talking about like some like tornadoes in iowa or something and then there's also like all those fires in california right now yeah and then apparently um there's like these specific type of hurricanes that are happening that are like yeah slated to hit louisiana that are like the like never before seen i got those yeah they're coming into close to where i live i think but i'll be on the lookout (laughs) I got those. Well, I and got those coming in. Yeah. There was that fucking uh, du- what were those called? The plumes. Oh yeah. You mean the like uh, fire tornadoes or something? Oh yeah, the fire tornadoes. But I was saying like, uh, <laughs> oh sure, the sh- fire nados, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, fi- shark nados. Shark nados yeah. with fire in them. Yeah. And it's it's like. It's like we're joking about it, but it's real. So it's like very yeah, bizarre. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Bizarre. But we should also mention that, like, um, California's having trouble putting out those fires because they were using, like, s- prison slave labor for putting out fires, and then uh, the prisoners are, like, too sick with COVID-19 to, like, yeah, it's fight fires. Oh, horrifying. Fucking capitalism, like, imploding on itself. It's but, the worst imaginable. Yeah. Exploiting the most vulnerable people. Yeah, it's so fucked up. I mean, it's yeah, it's just clearly, like, the idea that those people's lives don't matter. Yeah. So. Well, you know, just watch 13th and you'll realize that slavery was not actually abolished. It was just relocated, so. It was reformulated, repackaged. exactly. I listened to Killer Mike's songs, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, listen to the, the whole new album. They yeah, came yeah. Out, like, didn't it come out like in June? It was recently, maybe? yeah. I was like when my life was falling apart, and I was just like listening to it, run trying the jewels. to figure everything out while blasting "Run the Jewels" new album yeah. in my car. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like Killer Mike, give me some advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, should we get into like better introductions like uh oh sure you want to know who we are yeah who the fuck are you jesus who, yeah, who get, off are the, you? get off my airwaves who am i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are we yeah uh I we're mean, siblings so who are you hannah so first of all we're siblings uh we have a pretty big age gap in our siblinghood which is pretty interesting um we're both millennials mentioned that. we're both we're both millennials which <laughs> i didn't i didn't know until recently and i was like yeah. i always thought that you were like some other fucking Gen- generation. generation x or something yeah generation y whatnot yeah. but yeah we've been we've maintained our friendship this whole time throughout all sorts of like moves to different areas of the country and whatnot uh, yeah. but anyways uh what you want to know about me yeah who who are you what what makes you tick <laughs> what 
makes me tick. Um, mostly anxiety. Um, there you go. But, me too. Yeah. I'm fucking gay. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm just... I don't even know if I... I was thinking about this on my drive home the other night where I was like, I don't even want to like have a label at this point because it's just like... Yeah. I just keep going back and forth and I'm just like, whatever, man. I And right now, in my current status of being not in a relationship and not in the pursuit of one, I'm just kind of like, does it even really matter? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not even trying to... Anyways... Uh, so yeah, I'm part of the LGBTQ community. I'd probably say that I'm queer if I had to choose a label. Um, but yeah, it's a big part of who I am and my development as a person and a person who like cares about like social issues. Um, yeah. first of all, I realized that I was a woman and then I was like, I'm also not straight and yeah. society doesn't like those things. So, exactly. Anyways, uh, what about yourself? What what's your what's your well, background? What's your story? Well, you see. <laughs> so yeah. So since uh, since we're talking about like politics and and stuff like that on this podcast, um, I really didn't care too much about politics when I was younger. So like, it was really like after high school when I started realizing st- stuff that was going on, current events, and uh, this is actually during the Bush administration. And I started working at this little, like, independent bookstore, and I was in the shipping and receiving department. So I didn't know a lot, but I started seeing all these books coming in, and sometimes I would be like, oh, that, that looks interesting. And a lot of, like, my coworkers were, they had already had, like, formulated political opinions and stuff. And so I would, like, set books aside, and so some of them were, like, Noam Chomsky books, like he... Uh, had all these books coming out that were like little pamphlets almost on different topics. So Chomsky is like this very well-known leftist intellectual. He he used to be like a linguist, and he that's how he got uh, famous at first. He made a lot of advancements in the field of linguistics. But um, and then there was Howard Zinn. So like People's History of the United States. A lot of people know about that book. Um, and so I just started like getting into like leftist uh commentary and then like books and leftist perspectives and then so like this was during the early years of the bush administration so when i went to college i was like participating in all these uh war protests like protesting the iraq war um and just kind of like i worked at this uh i did like an internship at this little little organization called like peace action they were uh, obviously involved in like protesting the war and handing out information and flyers and stuff like that, raising awareness of like uh, U.S. imperialism and so forth. Um, so like, yeah, I've basically been sort of evolving politically for a while. And then more recently, I started writing political commentary. Um, a lot of it's on Medium. And then there's uh, the Hampton Institute is another place where I've had stuff published. Mm-hmm. But I've been, like, you know, reevaluating things a lot. And, I mean, I'm, like, basically a Marxist, to just, just to throw that out there. So, but, yeah, like, so, I don't know. And this is another topic is, like, people becoming radicalized. Because, yeah. like, I know that you, like, uh, we always joke about how I've, like, tried to sculpt you in my image over the years. Yeah, but, uh, 
it's also kind of like true or true-ish. To the Just dismay of certain uh, <laughs> yeah. unnamed others. Uh, no, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just interesting, like, like from my perspective, being like a young kid and then like you, like you were like just describing your, the ways that you became like introduced to political issues and whatnot. And I was like watching it from afar as like a young kid trying yeah. to understand like everything that was going on and how it like differed from like other points of view and whatnot. Um, and then like eventually like learning um, like my own perspective and how that lined up with like what I perceive yours to be and, and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So like we always joke about how like there was this incident um, with police <laughs> and I lived in like a more sort of I wouldn't say like rural, but like a smaller ish town um, during grad school. And I was like we uh, Matt and I were talking on the phone like later that night and I was just like yeah like these fucking cops and like all this stuff about them like you know <laughs> racial profiling and whatnot yeah. and then he was like yeah well did you know that all cops are bastards and I was <laughs> like oh well sure and then like sent me this video and then I was like yeah yeah and then <laughs> fucking like George Floyd was murdered and then everything like happened and so then yeah. I got like just like this onslaught of like exposure to information because like now everyone was like it was like the last straw and like literally everyone was just like i don't know if it was like a bandwagon or if it was just like the necessary momentum that like would come from just people being fed up um yeah i mean it was probably several factors but there's definitely the i think there's an issue of social media that was pretty uh, important which you know, I mean, it reminds me of like the Arab Spring where everything was being shared on social media and it was like this uh, really like uh, consciousness expansion kind of moment. Yeah. Political consciousness. But um, yeah, just I was really impressed with and like heartened and like feeling more optimistic about how, how quickly people were... Um, I mean, it is, it's kind of like a breaking point where people were like, yeah, this shit has been happening for so long, like with the police uh, just murdering people of color constantly and getting away with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so then people, yeah, just, there was, all the information was already available. It was just like not widely circulated. So I think that's what it was. It was just like this really helpful, you know, Instagram post where it's just explaining shit. And then it gets like 20,000 uh, likes and everyone's sharing and stuff yeah but I mean there's a lot of aspects to it and I just think it's exciting that like class consciousness and political consciousness are, are just expanding so much right now I think and obviously like... it's turning into action too which is cool when when like 54% of uh, Americans said like uh, burning down the police precincts in Minneapolis was justifiable I was like hell yes <laughs> totally yeah. yeah, and I think, like, you know, like, I guess, you know, police murdering black people is always, like, something that at least should have been hard to ignore, but I think because of the other extenuating circumstances, like, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people can ignore those things or, like, 
you know, have all these rationalizations or justifications for why. Yeah. Copaganda. (laughs) Yeah. And whatnot. But, uh, I think like the extenuating circumstances of us being in a global pandemic and like, yeah, you know, all the, all the like weather shit and like the financial shit that's going on. That's just like pushing people to the limit of like, I guess maybe seeing, the fucking glitches in the matrix like super clearly of being like this is horrifying and i can see it now because now my material reality is and unfortunately that's probably one of the reasons that pushed people to like more widespread you know like white people too to be like yeah this is yeah and it's like it's it's definitely like a issue of the allocation of resources because people would see that our government was doing like jack shit about the pandemic and uh health health workers were wearing like plastic bags and shit and then they'd see like militarized police coming out and they're like okay so this is the priorities of our state like yeah you know what i mean yeah Yeah, it's just like the most like visual representation naked yeah where where our money goes where resources go where our priorities are yeah it's just a really good representation of neoliberal capitalism with like gutting the healthcare system to the point where like you know hospitals have been closing over the last couple decades and like because they weren't profitable and then the police have been like militarized to the point where they can like they're like a fucking army occupying our cities and it's like yeah that's the capitalist army <laughs> defending yeah. its property <laughs> But yeah, I know I was, oh God, it's like, it's pretty, I don't know. I think just like with all these, all these things that we've been talking about, it's like a thing where I can like intellectually talk about it, but then I'll have moments where I like fucking stare into space and like really let it sink in that this is happening. Yeah. And it's pretty busy. It feels surreal. Like it's like pretty scary and like, yeah, I mean, I think once again like as a white person to be aware of the reality of the um what's the word the threat of the police oh ubiquity? for the first time know. oh i don't know but maybe yeah <laughs> whatever yeah like it's obviously a privilege that i haven't been constantly aware of it oh yeah and like the funding and like the massive funding and stuff yeah exactly and just yeah. all the all the injustices yeah yeah and then since i will eventually inevitably go on rants about stuff i might as well just say we're also seeing that like the democratic party which this is something i've known for a long time but um the democratic party is not like representing the interests of the people who are oppressed or just you know working class people who are uh struggling to get by um you know, there's like Joe Biden, which we don't really have to get into his record. He, you know, supported segregation. He's the author of the uh, the crime bill, 1994 crime bill that resulted in mass incarceration. And then Kamala Harris, who is like a prosecutor. And yeah, we don't have to get into all the details. But I think it's just ridiculous that like at the uh, Democratic convention, which just recently ended, it was a cu- couple days long. They still uh, do not have universal health care in their platform, like even during a pandemic. And even when, you know, like 
all other uh, so-called industrialized countries have universal health care. Um, so I think that's just one example of like how the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, they just represent the interests of the ruling class. Um, but then there's also like this issue of how far to the right the Democratic Party has moved in recent decades. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but like they had several Republicans speaking at the convention. Um, <laughs> they had uh, John Kasich, Kasich or Kasich. Uh, he he's like a Republican. I think he was a governor in Ohio or something. But he's you know like your average Republican, so he's like very against women's reproductive rights. So he like passed laws like trying to prevent women from seeking abortions or having access to abortions. So he's you know apparently part of the Democratic Party now uh, as a convention speaker. And then there was Colin Powell, who was like, you know, basically a war criminal who uh, in in the Bush administration, he was the one who went to the UN to like sell the invasion of Iraq, like the, the fabricated claims of WMD. So you have like a war criminal and like an anti-choice Republican, like these guys at the convention. And then you have AOC who was not invited. So like Bernie Sanders uh, revealed in an interview that AOC was actually not invited. Um, Bernie himself was the one who like, uh, he was allowed like two speakers uh, to represent him um, to like, it's the nomination process where like, if you get a certain amount of delegates, you get nominated by some of your delegates. So she gave like a one minute speech. And then there's, okay, so like the, (laughs) The Democratic Party is supposed to be really, like, woke and, like, you know, the identity politics and stuff. Yeah. Okay, but, you know, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, they're the first two Muslim women in the U.S. Congress who just got elected, like, two years ago. Yeah. Not, inv- not invited. Not invited to the, t- to the convention <laughs> to talk. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But this is just... So, yeah, like, it, not, even their, not even their identity politics are... Yeah, so it's really more about ideology is, is what I'm getting at here. It's like, that's why Kamala Harris, they're trumping up, like, you know, she's a black woman, so that should be good enough. But, you know, she also harmed a lot of people of color, you know, with her tenure as a, as a prosecutor. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little... Uh... Just the, the inevitable rant. But, tidbit for you people at home uh but yeah like we'll talk about are, are not shit. so far from <laughs> the republicans yeah bottom on most, line on most issues yeah there's a bipartisan well, consensus and you might say i mean it, there's like plenty of democrats who like used to be republicans like yeah which whatever yeah. is that's a whole other thing but yeah yeah but uh, anyway, like we'll talk about some of these topics in more detail in in future episodes, because you know our some our real events, podcast, some yeah. some little spiced up uh, Spicy commentary. Takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll have real episodes where we're not just like fucking around like we are now, <laughs> or just like ranting on every potential topic that crossed our mind or caused us anxiety in the last like six months that would be a kind of a funny podcast if it was just all improvised all just like stream of consciousness about like the horrible thoughts i have in my head (laughs) there you go (laughs) but yeah but that's like actually the idea for this podcast we didn't really mention that uh 
Hannah and I, we always talk on the phone and we had these like really long epic conversations. Yeah. And then we were like, uh, what if we like just recorded these and it would be a podcast? Oh my God. Just brilliant. Like the, the funniest yeah. shit ever. And also just like, it was, I think, I think one of the reasons that we thought about this was because the, the phone calls were like generally the same length of time generally yeah. covered like these three specific topics without fail and it was like yeah. somewhat formulaic and i was like okay well at this point we should be giving the people what they want yeah exactly people are missing out they've missed out on yeah. countless episodes that this yeah. could, that could have been made at this point yeah, unlistened well i'm yeah. sure someone was recording uh hello nsa if you have those recordings you know yeah send them we can over. include them yeah yeah um what the fuck else are we going to talk about here because i mean we usually talk about religion kind of or we have we have talked about it a lot yeah because we were we were raised religious which is pretty much all we'll say about that <laughs> but yeah uh, well it's a it's it's a touchy subject <laughs> yeah yeah it's For very sure. very sensitive material a lot of a lot of layers yeah layers of shame and guilt so. Layers of <laughs> layers of panic and internalized homophobia. Nah. There you go. Oh nah. <laughs> no, nah. But yeah. But like actually. But yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah. So we're both like at this point non-religious. I would say. Yeah, we we've probably... had a very. I don't know. I don't think we've had a similar. We haven't had a similar trajectory. Well, you've been brainwashing me this whole time, so there's that. Yeah, there's but always that. <laughs> there's, there's always that little detail. <laughs> um, no, but I think there, there's ways in which we've had... There's similarities in the ways that we've come to understand ourselves. And... You good? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Was that a sneeze? Uh, just coughing. Oh, okay. I don't usually talk this much. This is like the equivalent of how much I would talk in like a week. I'm just kidding. Just like a little mole slight, rat. Sl- <laughs> slight exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little <laughs> troll under a bridge. I start to get weird when I people. don't talk to people that yeah. long. I talk to my so, wife. Well, my wife. Sorry. Happy wife, happy life. There oh my go. gosh, I was going to tell you that when I was volunteering yesterday, um, me and this dude talked about spaghetti, and I was like... Oh my god, spaghetti. So, it was such a strange moment, because I was like, I'm in the present moment, and all of a sudden I'm like, in the spaghetti video with this yeah. dude. The Sp- uh, Steven Spielberg feature film of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah, so yeah. But I, should... I, yeah, I mean, I still think that that's one of the most... Okay, I don't find it disturbing anymore. But like I, like I, like I always say, Tim and Eric was, overall is pretty disturbing. Yeah, oh spaghetti God, is, a, is less than that some of one the other video. Sp- yeah, spaghetti is like, it's bizarre, That's like the but it's tip not the, as disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Like what was that one? <laughs> the one where it's like the prices are cremulum. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that one's good. Premium prices, or they're like yeah, it's just like with total chaos. Like yeah, things are just happening. It's like well, he I don't like know if shoots I... the guy because they're like yeah, rival salesman. Have I talked to you about your 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 opinion on Eric Andre? 
Oh, so the thing is, I mean, I never, I watched the show a couple times. Like that, the sh- I don't, is that show still on? The I have Foundation. no idea. But like, I mean, I thought it was like funny enough, you know, like, but uh, I did watch his more recent stand-up on Netflix and it was like, it was, I mean, he's pretty funny, but like, I think half of the humor is that he's so intense. Like, his yeah. stand-up show, he was just fucking, he was going ape shit, and I was like, okay, this is this is technically funnier because of how in- intense he's being. Yeah. The reason I brought that up is because, like, I don't know, like, how you would describe it. Maybe, like, fucking, like, anarchy, chaos. Yeah, like humor, that style of humor. Or, like, something, yeah. like, where it's just, like, like things Absurdist. are just, like, flo- yeah, absurdist maybe. Like things are just like flying into the screen and they're just making the most like absurd, crazy characters with these like I don't even know. Or just like just doing things for shock value. Like I yeah. think Eric Andre just like sh- took down his pants and was like shitting on the stage at one point oh, like during Christ. his show. And it's like it's like, like the you said G.G. Allen of comedy. Yeah. Look like you up. said it's, well, it's that, I don't I know. I don't know what that reference is. Okay, okay. That's One fine. Second. See, this is why, this is how it happens, is you'll say a reference, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, totally. And, and 10 then, years later, you'll look at us. And then 10 years later, I'll Boom. come forward and tell you that this whole time, I don't know what that's from. <laughs> and then you'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? You've never it's seen like, that movie? And I'll be like, I, I maybe have seen 10 minutes of that movie. Yeah, but then, now the yeah. reference of it is me referencing like you and one of our yeah. other siblings it's like talking meta. about it yeah it's just like at this point it's like I, at this point i believe i've seen the movie <laughs> yeah like I've, I've convinced myself that i have seen the movie oh it's amazing it's like a cult <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> it's like yeah because at you, this point yeah so we'll probably on this podcast dear listeners we'll probably mention a lot of cultural shit like movies We've got a very, very strange, like, specific set of movies and references between us and, like, yeah. A lot of it's Wes Anderson movies and shit like that, but some of it's more obscure. Wes Anderson movies, um... There's, like, China, Illinois. China, Illinois. uh, Professor Brothers. Yeah. We're gonna plug comedy. We're gonna try to do our own comedy, improvisational or otherwise. I might write some jokes. No. I mean, well, we'll, well don't tell happens. me if you do. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll play it off like they're just, you know, just off the top of your head. Spur of the moment, yeah. Yeah. Well, off the top, as they yeah. say. Um. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's, not, that's nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, speaking God. of Jesus, yeah, we forgot to talk about religion. Oh, yeah, so. speaking of Jesus Christ. So Hannah was one time so a, a so, deist. Oh, yeah, but real quick. <laughs> Uh, so my roommate has this pint glass that I'm drinking coffee out of, and, uh, it's a picture of Jesus without a beard, and it says, Jesus shaves. Oh, nice. Lol. That's uh, a good Jesus humor. Had to bring that up. It reminds me of all the, all the, like, weird Jesus joke products that were at that one store in our hometown. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, basically. I mean, not actually, but I can imagine. All right, well. <laughs> this is going like, to be I like. Can, I can imagine that place existing. I'm going to do what uh, you do and just like 10 no, minutes later. No, don't start. Like, no, don't start. 
it's really it really makes me feel like i don't have integrity when i just oh my god say that i know a reference and yeah, like you can't know everything. let it let it go that long well i, I want to be cool and i want to be accepted but you were gonna watch danny darko because you never saw the whole thing or yeah like that, that was too. yeah it was a turning point for me but and then i didn't actually watch it <laughs> oh my god you like fell asleep or something it's kind of scary um agree Damn. to disagree well it, it actually no it actually is Frank the rabbit, he's kind of scary. And also, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, he looks like he's so fucked up all the time. Yeah, that's true. He's a good, he's a good dude. <laughs> How exactly does one oh suck my God. the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so good. You want me to tell you? <laughs> uh, Wait, what's, what's her that name? Movie? Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, just kidding. Yeah, but her what's her, oh, okay. her character? What's what, what movie? Uh, Prisoners. It's such a fucking good movie. Like, I'm going to plug... I'm not just going to plug, like, socialism. I'm going to plug, like, random shit. Yeah, watch the movie Prisoners. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Hugh Jackman. Other people. Uh, I thought you said Hugh Jackman. Okay. Yeah, we okay, all right, we'll get back. So We both have ADD, I think. Pretty I, sure. Well, I know you do and I yeah. think I do. <laughs> it's just going to be a shit show. At this point like oh god. But anyways, um No, but this is part of it. The people have to know that we get super derailed for like Oh yeah. And sometimes we never get back. We That's don't true. even remember. I have to pull us back if I have a spreadsheet I'm looking at or something. Yeah, we there's got to be a way. We got to find a way. Um, but anyways, religion. So I'm at the point now. Oh, I feel like a fucking yuppie. Um, I feel <laughs> I'm at the point where I for sure believe in a higher power again. It's mm, definitely it's definitely not the one that I was like brought up to believe in, but I think just trying to like you know, deal with like my own mental health issues and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it helps to believe that there's like some sort of something out there that's like help helping guide you towards yeah. like, you know, your goals or like just being a better person and um, having compassion for other people and whatnot. For sure. So, but yeah. Do you want to talk about your your uh, yeah. your journey with all that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just kind of silly because I feel like it's a very just uh, privileged white guy from a first world country sort of thing to do because, you know, there's like the dominant religion in whatever society you're born into, and that's usually what people end up believing in. Uh, so obviously for me, it was like Christianity. And... Uh, I just like, I basically believed it for a while, and then I would be 
getting into certain conversations with people that where I would be like, oh, I want to research this more. And then it was also, like I mentioned, the Bush administration when I was 19, the Bush administration was in power and I started equating organized religion with like uh, conservative politics, you know, like evangelical Christianity. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, they're totally hijacking it and all this shit. So I became more like moderate, like a religious moderate where I like, I was like, well, I guess they're justifying these things with certain Bible verses. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I won't uh, believe in all of this stuff because it's all open to interpretation. And then like, if you look back at the history of how it was written, it was like, there's all these like uh, mysterious ways that the texts came to be. Obviously we could go on rants about that, but um, what got canonized and what didn't and so forth. But basically, long story short, I like I kept researching stuff, and then I saw that like all of these religions had these common traits, so like that would go back to like ancient Egypt or even further, and I realized that it was like just this. There's this uh, concept called God of the Gaps, where people would like uh, in certain points in history without scientific explanations, people would like assign a supernatural explanation to certain things and I realized that that was kind of like what was going on uh for like most religions um and then so yeah there's this funny part where it was like this angry angry atheist phase where I was Mm -hmm. like you you fucking sons of bitches you lied to me my whole life there's no god and all this shit like that uh and like religion ruins everything and whatnot yeah yeah religion poisons everything the Christopher Hitchens book and all that stuff so I was I was in that whole scene for a couple of years, and then I was like, oh, actually, you know, a lot of people are religious and they're and they're cool. And there's like um, liberation theology in in Latin America that inspired or helped inspire a lot of socialist movements and stuff. So basically, now I'm just like whatever. Like uh, yeah. I don't really believe in any specific supernatural explanations, but like at the same time, I'm not like opposed to religion or whatever. I'm just like. I kind of see myself as like a humanist, I guess. A lot of a lot of leftists and progressives are like secular humanists, you know? So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the entire spiel except for uh Well, I guess maybe, like the Maybe I'll talk about how Jesus probably didn't exist at some point, but uh Yeah. Throwback to a prior <laughs> podcast. Throwback episode. to our attempted first pilot episode, yeah. Yeah. Um the, the lost episode. Anyway, what? <laughs> the lost ark uh yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean i would agree with like you know i think that there's like an aspect of fear- spirituality and just like caring about the well-being of humanity because yeah. like there's the collective nature of it like feeling that you're like connected to something greater than yourself like it doesn't have to be god it can just be like the fact that there's other people yeah in the world exactly yeah solidarity and so forth yeah. So forth, whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dog. Um... Yeah, and also, so this weird thing that we do, and at this point, like, I don't think I can stop, is when we pick up the phone to talk to each other, we go, What's up, little dog? <laughs> What's up, little dog? Yeah. And then the other person's like, potentially like, Not much regular dog. <laughs> 
and like yeah. and then after every time we just go <laughs> yeah and one, one time we just like fucking quoted movies for like the entire conversation and then hannah had to leave and it was like oh wait i gotta go so it was like we were just yeah. referencing obscure stuff and not talking for like because yeah, i mean it's, it's possible for us to communicate in that way yeah to like yeah, somehow so not even have a real conversation but be like talking yeah, so this is good for the audience to know the weird inside jokes. Got to be aware might, of it. Might come up or will come up, but uh, we'll we'll give you the context like over time. Eventually, you'll understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, so like we're gonna talk about a lot of so like Hannah, you know, knows a lot about like mental health and like trauma and trans issues and things like that. Um, so we're gonna do like specific topics not just to like fuck around like we're like this whole episode ended up being which is good because it's like the pilot episode it's introduction like uh when you go to your first college course and they just give you a syllabus and like yeah let you, total, di- let you total, dick around like uh, bullshit. write a few things on the dry erase yeah. board and like yeah that's what this episode is we're just kind of dicking around but um so like i i'll do certain topics too because i'm like far left maniac like i'll talk about like the shit the shittiness of the democratic party and stuff and like we'll probably talk about like the police you know like do an episode on the police yeah typically if there's like some political thing that i'm either that i either like think i know about or that i feel like vaguely aware of and i'll like bring it up to matt and he knows like all of this like really detailed super specific information (laughs) As if, oh, well, I mean, because, I mean, like, you know, you write, yeah, write, write articles, public. so, like, you do do yeah. the research and, like, do all the, do have to know all the specific information for, like, your writing and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, we can get more in-depth into, like, certain topics like that, and I can, like, ask you more questions about some of the more specific stuff you know. Yeah, and same same with you. Like, I'll, like, let you go off on the stuff that you already uh, have a lot of information and knowledge about yeah so that'll be interesting talk about like i have some stuff listed here like wealth concentration would be a good one um yeah mental health student loan debt the obama presidency would be an interesting one because yeah i mean it's so painful for people like i think we were talking about this last time how people are like uh just disillusioned by like the democratic party and then gradually finding out the shitty things that the obama administration did and they're just like god damn it like i thought i thought yeah you don't want to don't want to let go of that little bit of hope that there could have been something that was like untainted yeah but it was uh business as usual folks (laughs) let me tell you what (laughs) oh jesus just thousands of people being murdered as usual yeah, yeah, the the record and and... record number of deportations under the Obama administration out of yeah. any presidency. Uh, the most whistleblowers prosecuted under the Espionage Act. Actually, it was more than any all previous presidents combined. You got the uh, bank bailouts. You got the <laughs> just got like your... going off the list. <laughs> yeah. You got your drone strikes in seven <laughs> countries. You got the complete destruction of Libya, which was the most prosperous country in Africa. And slavery actually returned to Libya, so that's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, Syria, obviously the proxy war. I don't know. We can get into all this the other, the next time when we actually, or the episode when we actually cover this. But it's a little sneak preview, folks, for all you for all you libs out there. Get get your popcorn ready. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Biden was in the Biden was the VP, so like all this fucking stupid shit about Biden is is relevant. Yeah. Oh God. I'll just, yeah, we're, just one more we're thing fine. I'm just going to throw out for the for all you millennials out there who are struggling with student loan debt. So Joe Biden in 2005, he helped write this bankruptcy bill. Uh, and one of the provisions was like, you can't discharge student loan debt in bankruptcy. So uh, if you're wondering why, that's uh, the guy that you're going to vote for in November. He's the one who made sure you couldn't discharge your student loan debt. Just a fun uh, fact for you there. Okay, yes. so anyway... <laughs> Let that marinate in your Marinate for a few months until it's a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until your brain's a fucking pickle. I'm Pickle Rick. Okay. You turkey? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking turkey. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just like trying to figure out what else we can talk about now. Oh, um, wait. Oh, fucking A. I had something. Because the lost episode is like unparalleled, you know? Yeah. There's no way we can recreate it. No, and we'll never. We'll, we'll never, never be that good again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all those all bands that come out. Here, yeah. The debut album is like so fucking good. And then they're just yeah. like, who are these new producers that like water down your music? I don't know. Yeah. We make a lot of money now. <laughs> yeah. We sold out. Yeah. We, we're ready to selling out. Yeah. I have, a, I have a thousand followers, dude. Like, who knows what dude, I'll be I... slinging in like a few months. Who knows the the ways I'll have like compromise your protein morals. shakes I'll, I'll be like posing with protein shakes <laughs> on instagram for like for advertising uh, revenue insure what, what's that one i don't know I don't fuck know. it i don't yeah, know yeah. protein there shakes we're, we're cutting that part I, out I, I will, yeah i'm <laughs> just kidding that. don't you ever don't that. you ever say that again yeah <laughs> do you ever say that to me again? i never said that don't you ever oh my god brilliant you're not a bitch. You're bitching, but you're not a bitch. Yeah, there you go. See, people See? are be like, "What are they saying?" Well, now, well, now to, do I? People, people know what Donnie Darko is. Oh sure. Oh sure, they. Do. Even if they haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Should I? How guilty should I feel? I don't know. Uh, zero, I would say, because like. Okay. Well, because you it's have like it's so like the. So much shit going on. Yeah, that's true. Thank Pretty you. Pretty much anything is more important Thank than you. watching movies, but <laughs> depending on the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like the legend of that one apparently anarchy shirt that got passed on from. Oh you my God, that was amazing! To our other brother, to me, to somehow other our mom. family members. <laughs> yeah. Beep. Yeah, we had like so. Oh my God, God. it was so. It was like an so... anarchy, like the A, like the anarchism actual A with a circle around it, right? But the Which, fucking like, okay, whatever. The, what is it like the the horizontal like bar of of the A was like a AK forty seven. Yeah. And then on the back it said like Buddha like Buddha wear or something. It was like some company that had like a Buddha in it. And I was like, so much shit going on in this shirt. But uh, you know, I was probably like twenty one when I got it or something like that. But yeah, we have weird family stories that we probably can't get into much of it. But were you, did you even know what anarchy was? Anarchism. I'm oh, just kidding, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, basically. So, no, here's the thing. So, like, Noam Chomsky, he's technically an anarchist. Uh, he's, like, a libertarian socialist, with it, which I think is, like, synonymous with anarchism. So, um, there's a lot of... We can get into... But not that, a regular libertarian, because fuck that. Oh, yeah. He, he talks about how, like, in fuck other countries... libertarian. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. is, like, the only country where libertarian means what, it, what we think it means here, with, like, the economic, like, uh... The free market fundamentalism, you know? Well, and people who are like, as long as I take care of myself, fuck everyone else. Yeah, very individualistic. Yeah. Just like... I think Reagan got that. Yeah, there, really I mean, there's no one specific that I'm talking about, but just... Yeah. Well... We'll get into like, oh man, at some point in this podcast, we're going to get balls deep in like political <laughs> theory and stuff. Like, but uh, I'm not really like an expert, but I've I've read a few things. Read Lenin. Kids. We're the Steve experts Lennon. on this podcast, bitch. Yeah, you better state. take everything we say as fact. Yeah, read State and Revolution, Vladimir Lenin. Go do some some revolutionary also, shit. Also, go to therapy. Like yeah, yeah, dog. Drink some water. I like our our like different advice is going to be pretty yeah. good juxtaposition i'm going to be like yeah. go go buy some guns and you're going to be like take a break go read a fucking book of poetry no um, not necessarily i mean i'm also at this point where i'm like probably buy a gun you should yeah, stockpile dog. for doomsday yeah. uh do do push-ups so you can fight racism but also go to therapy because also i saw this post on instagram which i thought was like fucking brilliant talking about how like a lot of our like mental structures and the way that we like especially as white people the way that we like relate to our experiences is a like a product of the way that like fascism has brainwashed us so like oh, yeah. our ability to like our inability to like be vulnerable and like be open and like deal with um discomfort and insecurity and things like that like leads us to have like ruptures in our relationships with each other and not be able to like talk about things like race and not be able yeah. to like take care of other people because we're so like consumed with like anxiety and like fear and like distrust and things like that so anyways it's all it's all part of the same yeah, picture yeah. man so go Masculinity. to therapy and also buy a gun and also read marxist theory and also do push-ups and also drink water yeah, it's going to be a, a multi-pronged uh, strategy for us. It's got a multi-pronged approach. We're going to have long-term goals, short-term goals. We're yeah. going to tell you exactly how to live your life. <laughs> We're going to end up being these fucking cult <laughs> gurus. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, but the thing about toxic masculinity, that is actually a very prominent aspect of fascism. So that's a good thing to bring up. Uh, totally. I mean, yeah, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's like, there's like the... There's the toxic masculinity, there's, like, straight culture and the way that it brainwashes people into, like, thinking in specific ways, and then there's, like, white culture and how that brainwashes white people into yeah. thinking thinking and acting and relating in certain ways. So it's, like, every... If you're, if you're in part of a dominant group, you've, like, inadvertently, like, developed these ways of being in the world Yeah. from that system. Whatever, it's a whole thing, but... yeah. You gotta constantly be like watching out for that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta band together and we gotta start a fucking at least one or two like you know socialist political parties. There's a few floating around out there. Yeah. Just saying, just saying, dog. Like, look it up. Like, do what you gotta do in the elections. But uh, 
I don't know. If I mean, I'll go on little rants, but like. But also, just realize that there's like other ways of creating change. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, but it's like short. Like we're talking about the short term and the long term, but like long term, we need to like have our own institutions that support our interests, support the interests of marginalized folks, oppressed, you know, people of color, immigrants. Yeah, you know, you know the deal. So. <laughs> You know like the, the drill. Like the Biden quote where he's like, you know the, you, you know the thing. He's like, oh, men are created by the, you know the thing. I'm going to be harping on Biden for a while, but I feel like at this point, like I, I've written like, okay, this is just a little tidbit of information for the, all you folks begging for, for entertainment. So I wrote like at least three or four articles about Biden, like bashing Biden, basically, like Biden's a piece of shit. Here's why. And I got a bunch of money like uh on medium <laughs> like th- those articles were really popular i got like 300 dollars or something probably from those articles <laughs> so keep that yeah. in mind i'm very biased i literally uh it's in my financial interest to talk shit about biden so it's a little <laughs> read it and little, weep there's a little snack for you guys <laughs> i don't know okay read it and weep folks the money bag talks yeah i don't know <laughs> Mr. Moneybags, that's Biden. He said it. You know this. Okay, I can go on a little rant here. So the whole okay, the Republican Party now they're they're basically painting Biden and Harris as like fucking communists when they're both like right wing. It's like amazing to watch in real time. Like the political spectrum is shrinking, so that like like two conservatives are calling each other like one's calling the other like a Marxist. It's just amazing. But, like, Joe Biden actually went, like, you know, he gets rakes in millions of dollars from Wall Street and all sorts of industries. And, like, he told Wall Street donors that, like, nothing will fundamentally change if he becomes president. So, yeah, I don't know what Republicans are worried about. But they use this, they use this tactic every time. They're like, the Democrats are socialists. But then, like, the one who's like Biden, who's like the furthest to the right, and he's like, usually all of his legislation has been conservative like they're still saying it <laughs> so we might as well have just run with like bernie yeah at this point it's just like a performance yeah yeah exactly the performance politi- artist political stage yeah like like alex jones performance artist yeah exactly like that yeah fucking alex jones yeah that's his, a whole that's a whole other topic yeah fucking he's great he's amazing i'm just kidding <laughs> You you apparently were a fan. Yeah, I used to. Oh, this is another tidbit for you listeners out there. I used to I used to listen to Alex Jones or or watch Alex Jones or both. In a serious way. But this was well, I don't know, because this was like during the Bush administration, so he was very anti, like war or against the Iraq War. So like, and he would talk about real shit sometimes too. Uh, he would mention like how the CIA overthrew like various governments around the world, like. Um, Iran, for instance, or Chile, but um, so I think that's why conspiracy theorists and right-wing populists are kind of insidious, is because they'll like they'll include like real shit, um, but then they'll lead you down this fucking rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's also the thing with QAnon is like I saw this this tweet where it's like talking about how the QAnon folks will say like, oh, all these rich people, like all these elites, you know, they're, they're corrupt and they're destroying 
our society and all this other stuff. But then, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they're like, and they eat children and Trump is arresting like a, like, like a slew of like democratic, uh, folks from the Obama administration who are, have like a child sex ring and he's going to put them in Guantanamo Bay and stuff. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Too, too far. But yeah. Too, a little too far. Uh, we, obviously we never write anything for yeah, the Yeah, we never, we never figured out what we were going to say. Uh, well, thanks for listening as always. Tune in again to hear our next episode. We'll have some good topics. We've got some great ideas. We listed them earlier in the podcast. We'll have to figure out what one seems most relevant um but yeah we should be releasing an episode once a month stay tuned we'll be hyping our shit on social media you should be hyping us too yeah thanks a lot folks i really appreciate it um we'll see you next time solidarity drink some water go to therapy drink some water. yep bye gun bye gun bye, bye. bye gun <laughs> <laughs>